0: It's showtime!
1: And now it's time for Dave's Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his grand circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. But he understands its place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. So come along and take a listen to Dave's thoughts about the Walters New World Resorts and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host.
0: Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. You know, once in a while I like to just have fun and just talk about Disney with another guest. Another person who just has the same passion as I do. So, I'm bringing on a guest today and his name is Nick. Uh, Nick is another relative local living on the west coast of Florida and being a short distance away from Disney and uh, going there periodically. So, i like to bring him on the show and we're going to talk about Disney and I hope you guys enjoy this. Nick, are you there?
2: Yes.
0: How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. You know, it's a, it's always fun to talk to a fellow uh, person who's passionate and you know somebody who's just a, a guest who enjoys it and kind of gets it. Uh, Absolutely. It's it's you know one of my one of my favorite things to do is just head up to Disney and have a little fun, and uh, I think that's uh, what you enjoy too, as we were talking about before.
2: Yeah, you know, it's really just a great thing to be, and especially to only be like I am about three hours away. Where you kind of get that factor in where it's like, oh, it's Thursday and maybe I call on sick to work tomorrow and we'll just have Disney for a couple days. And it's really nice to be able to do that too because you don't have to crunch so much in when you do go. When you do go for two or three days, it's just like we were just speaking about. It's just more relaxing. It's just more fun that way because you can head up on a Friday and come home on a Sunday. And if you didn't see everything, you don't feel like you're missing everything because you, you just head right back up
0: the next month. Right. Oh, exactly. And one of my favorite things, I was just talking to my uh, my kids about this. We're going to take a trip in a couple of weeks. And we were just talking about, you know, the things we're going to do. I haven't even booked a hotel yet. You know, it's a couple of weeks off. Eh, I'll get exactly. to it when I get to it. it you know, it's fine because there's so many hotels to choose from. And I don't typically stay on property. That's just my personal preference. So, um, I'm not a you know, the cost, the price point is a little too high for me, a little too rich for my blood to go a couple of times a year. If I were going to go once a year and really just enjoy it, you know, maybe I would think differently, but the fact that I can go a couple times a year kind of makes it worthwhile to just stay off property and pay the extra for parking and not worry about it.
2: Absolutely, and, you know, that's, that's one of my things, too, because the biggest thing is, as much as I love Disney, and, you know, it's, it's obvious that everybody else does, too, because uh, these resorts anymore are just, just stuffed is what I would like to call it. Because even we were talking about taking the kids and even going up to uh, Fort Wilderness, we were talking about just going on the weekend, just spending the time on property. I looked at a few different dates, There was like, date not available, date on available. And this was either during the week or on the weekend, and we're not talking about spring break or Easter time. I was thinking, like, maybe end of May and uh, even past any other major holidays in the beginning of June. And then, you know, you open it up to the possibilities of going off-site and, and looking at some of these other hotel websites, and it's like, yeah, they don't have the same qualities, but, you know, they've got some good pools, you have a couple other things, and they're affordable, and then I also have to make a decision right now, today.
0: That's exactly it. You know, and um, just the relative merits of staying off property, you know, I, I view a hotel room as more of a commodity, uh, you know, while I do enjoy it, and I, you know, I like some of the amenities... I'm there just to, just to put my head at night and be able to sleep, and I get up the next morning and I'm heading back to the park for the most part. I don't spend a lot of time in the hotel generally, anyway, regardless of where I'm staying, whether I'm staying on property or not. So, you know, from that perspective, it just kind of works out.
2: Exactly.
0: So that's cool. So, um, all right, you've you've been to the park many, many times. I got to ask, what's your favorite uh, park to go into?
2: Uh, favorite park? You know, obviously it's changed a little bit throughout the years, but. I always, even as a younger kid, even when I was like eight, nine years old, I always really enjoyed Epcot. It was something about it. I think it, on top of the size, it was just the sheer diversity with the, besides even the World Showcase, it's just the different things that are implicated in each section of the park and just really how many things there are just just to take in and enjoy. And I'm not not even talking about ride-wise, just. So many things that are there. I mean, whether it be walking around the world showcase or future world, or you know, trying a different uh, flavor of Coca Cola, even. I mean, there's <laughs> it's just the, the variety of things to do at Epcot. Really, uh, nothing else tells in comparison to to what they have to offer, in my opinion. That park is. It's kind of done that way for me. like I said, since so I was probably like nine, ten years old, like seventeen, eighteen
0: years. Wow, that see, that's that's cool because you know mine mine is still the Magic Kingdom. It still has that special place for me. But I totally get what you're saying. And you can walk into any pavilion in the uh, in World Showcase, and as you walk through the pavilion, you can take in so much, and there's so much to see there, and so many different little aspects to it from the um, from the uh, the uh, the actual architecture to some of the food to the cast members who were there, to right down to uh, some of the uh, shows and events that are happening there that really make it exceptional. And it's much more than just, you know, visiting, you know, a theme park. Uh, you get this Absolutely. this totally hands-on sort of immersive experience in another country, to a point. I mean, I know it's not quite tra- like traveling to another country, but it's, it's as close as you're going to get while you're still in Florida.
2: Yeah, it's close as you're going to get while you're still in, in the States, especially in Florida. But the real thing that, that throws me over the edge is just the attention of detail because... You know, like most of the time, they Disney, when they were developing it, they either sent out or brought in as far as consultants to even uh, facts of people that, you know, had been running these countries. And, I mean, to come in and say, listen, we need your input on this. We need to, to know whether this was like this. Or are sending people out. I mean, this is kind of a side note, but, you know, the exact same thing happened with uh, Expedition Everest over in the animal kingdom. And the whole thing was based off the Himalayan. They sent the Imagineers there for quite some time just to survey everything and make sure everything was on point. And really, Epcot is the best because it, it, you can relate it to actual real world. Yeah. Magic Kingdom, you go from the other aspect, I'm with you 100%. Like, you, you step through the gates so and it's just like being a kid again. Oh, yeah. But that's got the fantasy aspect of it. And in both sides of the fantasy and real world, their attention to detail, second to none, I mean, and when you're talking second to none, I mean, the competition is pretty far back in second place.
0: Yeah, and that, that's an interesting point you mentioned there, just because, you know, Universal is making a good run of it right now by hiring a bunch of former Disney Imagineers and also, you know, building the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and all of the stuff that they're doing there, and they I, I would say they're making a go of it, it's a good show right now, I, I think in the long run it doesn't have the same staying power that, uh, that Disney does, but I find it fascinating that they're at least trying and, and making an effort to compete in that sense. So, um, makes it makes it interesting.
2: Oh yeah, it definitely does. But I mean, well, the Harry Potter thing definitely gave them a, a major boost.
0: Oh sure, it's it, like I said. Though I think the one problem is it may not have the staying power uh, long term.
2: That's the thing. That's the thing is because oh, it's hard because of this, this, if there's no it's no more. Right. So it's hard to develop off something like
0: that. Right, exactly. So, you know, if it, once the hubbub dies down a little bit, then maybe it doesn't work anymore. But we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll find out how that works out over over time. I, you know, i just, I think it's interesting.
2: But as far as, like, well, let me ask you a question. Sure. What do you, what do you like as far as your, your favorite classics, whether, whether it be anywhere in, in any of the theme parks over there?
0: Oh, the classics. Um, see, for me, I, I still am a big believer in the, in the things that Walt actually touched in some way. So um, I, love, I still love the Carousel of Progress, cheesy as it is. That's
2: my number one. Uh, because,
0: yeah. he, he, because he touched it, because that was his. I, love, um, I like the People Mover. I think the, uh, the innovative technology that they put into that, the fact that it's so under, understated in a way, um, is really amazing to me. And then um, I think the other one that I really, uh, the other two that I really still love are the Haunted Mansion and the Pirates for the same reason that they were really kind of Walt's vision. So he had a hand in them, even though he wasn't around for both of them when they opened, even at, at uh, Disneyland. But I still think they're pretty remarkable. Um, so for me, that's where that's where it lays. So uh, that that's kind of where I look at it.
2: Yeah, and I'm with you. My number one would be right aligned to align with yours is the, the Carousel of Progress because you can't go wrong with something that you know. He's touched, and I think that's why it's always going to be such a landmark. I mean, I know I catch I slack from talking on the different boards the whole time about, <laughs> you know, oh, you know, if you think something else more, you know, interesting could go there and more innovative, and it's like, yeah, but that's not the point.
0: Right. That's that's the one that I think should never be touched because that's that's the original Walt attraction. It was there, you know, it was at the World's Fair. It's the the one that you can really point to and go, that was Walt. Um, so I, I hope that that never changes. Even if it has seasonal closings, I'm okay with that as long as it, it doesn't change.
2: Exactly, and that's that was my point on the whole thing,
0: too. That's pretty cool. Um, so let me ask, overall, what's your favorite attraction? Oh,
2: that would have to be, that's a tough one.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew I was going to ask you a tough one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, that's one of the hardball questions, if you will. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, overall, favorite... I know, it's, it's like picking definitely. your
0: favorite child, right? It's you know, There's no easy answer there.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it would have to definitely be uh, Stitch's greatest greatest No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I'd have to go right along with something that, even though it's not the thrillingest of thrills or the craziest thing out there, I'd have to go along with On and Mansion because it's not one of those classics, but it's something that you're always, like a staple.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And every every time I go in there, it's it's not that I see something new, it's that I kind of observe something that I, you know, I never really paid it enough attention to before, or did and forgot somewhere along the way.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is it comes back to you and it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. It's one of those, it's one of those types of things that you can look at and you can remember, at least, and it's how I looked at it, is I was like, oh, you know, oh yeah, I remember that, or I, I remember this happening, and you know, you know, it's wow, and I'm here again. That's mm-hmm. like it's kind of a nostalgia thing.
0: Yeah, there is that. And, you know, it's kind of cool too because you know, one day I was riding on it and I got stuck right by the uh, the bride in the attic. And uh, so mm-hmm. she was going through her cycle of, you know, saying I do and, you know, saying pulling out the axe and whatever. And it's, a, it's about a three-minute segment that she does because that's, you know, you go by quickly enough where that doesn't matter. And I, was, I got to see it for about 10 minutes. So I got to see like three full cycles of it. It was really cool. I was like, this is kind of neat just to be able to see this and experience it. In a way that I probably never will again, um, just because the ride broke down. It was it was kind
2: of cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, those are one of those kind of neat things to pay attention to. I know that, that happened to me a couple years ago on Splash Mountain, and it was it happened for about twenty twenty five minutes to where they evacuated the ride, and it was a neat thing, like you're saying. And, and the cool thing about that is, that we're still stuck down kind of by the bottom, and where they're all the animatronics, and you could see everything, and it's just you take it in when you're stuck down there because what else are you gonna do? Yeah, and it's like, wow, you know, I mean, everything is detailed. Like, you're like, I can't even find an exit light in this place, but it's like, oh, there it is, and it, it's gone in with the tree branches. I mean, it's just amazing,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, the, the attention that, that was put into the detail there. I mean, you ride by it, and you're by it in about 30 seconds, but mm-hmm. you could sit there for 10 minutes and still take it all in because that's how much detail there is. It's just—it's remarkable. Um, I, I just find, you know, the fact that that they that the Imagineers that Disney does that is just incredible to me. It makes it—that's it, what makes it so compelling and makes me want to go back all the time. That kind of stuff, you know, where it's just there's so much attention put into the most trivial things. Um, I was I was reading a blog the other day about over in the Animal Kingdom, right next to the Flame Tree Barbecue. There's a building ah. there that's actually part of the um, part of the kitchen for the Flame Tree, so it's not guest accessible. But they put so many details on the exterior of that building, and it's kind of tucked away behind the flame tree, sort of. And there's, like, trees in front of it and everything. But they have all these colorful decorations and these carvings on the outside of it, and it's really it's really remarkable. And the the author – and I apologize. I can't remember who it was now, so sorry to whoever whoever wrote it. Um, it was just fascinating that, you know, they talked about how there was so much detail there in a, in a space the guests probably would never even notice. And I was
2: like – Exactly. It was, yeah. not, it was just was side of the building on a, you know, back 40 piece of property someplace where 90% of people wouldn't even give it the second look. And I mean, that's, that's kind of what it's all about there, is even veering off of a, a different path. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, that's why sometimes, speaking of the animal kingdom, I, I get a good laugh out of it if I'm ever on a board or I'm, you know, uh, I'm reading someone's article about especially uh, uh, Dino Land. And the fact that they say it's so incomplete and it looks like Disney just plopped it in there. And I said, no, no, no. The fact that you think that is exactly the reason why it's perfect because they put so exactly. much attention into it, into it being, you know, a, a Southwestern type place where the road just ends and, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, it's it's cool because it's exactly what they wanted it to be. And you get the right impression. And I'm like,
2: awesome! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the whole thing about it. And, <clears throat> and that's what I love about how it makes, the whole their aspect where I hear this all the time, and where it's, like, well, Disney needs another park, Disney needs another park, Disney needs another park down there. And where that might be true, I think they're holding pretty well with what they have because you really can't ask for, for some more diverse theme parks that sit on one piece of property than that. And I mean, it, it's to me, there's nothing else like it.
0: No, there really isn't. I mean, you know, you think about all the things that go on around, all the Disney parks around the world, and then all the other. Competitors or I use the term a little loosely, the competitors to uh, to Disney, and you realize no one has anything like that at all, um, not with that that wealth of different things that happen and all the things that you can see and do and you know interact with and that 's not to say that 's not even talking about the stuff that 's outside the theme parks that you can do I mean because there 's so much there. Um, You and I talked a little bit about the water parks and, you know, some of the things you can do there. And, you know, there's downtown Disney and there's, you know, all these other places you can go, the too many golf courses, and there's things you can do, and they're all pretty cool.
2: Um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's great. And the one thing with downtown Disney is that uh, it's very hard to touch in that place because there's been so many ups and downs with what (laughs) has been projected there and what they're going to develop next. But, you know, sometimes I think people kind of sell a little short because it's it really is, especially if you have a day to burn. Now, I will say one thing for anybody that, you know, may be listening and think, well, hey, let's go. We've never been there before. Probably Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, June, half of the week in the evening is just a, is just a disaster. Yeah, yeah. And if you've got an afternoon or even a late morning to kill, it's not. It's it's beautiful down there. If you get a nice day. I mean, it's nice. It's nice, and then, like we were talking earlier, just to go into each shop and just to just to go in and take a walk. For instance, the uh, the Christmas shop there. Right. To me, it's just it, it blows my mind every time I walk in there. Just just to even look up and be like, well, you know, we're underneath a big Christmas tree, basically, is what it looks like, and it's and you feel that way, and it can be. Middle of July, blaring heat, and you you walk in there and you, it does feel like oh Christmas must be right around the corner, and that's what's so great about going down there is that even the shops make you feel like you're involved in, in a theme park of some sort.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I and, mean, You know, you could you could just kind of take it in and just just enjoy it a little bit. It's there's something really neat about it. I I remember going there a lot of times. You know, like on a Tuesday afternoon. And it was just fun, you know, I'd go around, I'd, I'd do different things, I'd catch up with people I knew, I'd hang out for a while, I'd do a little window shopping and maybe grab something to eat, and there was always something fun to do. And it wasn't crowded, and it felt very nice, and sometimes it was even a, like a show going on at the, at the stage or something, so it was kind of fun. Um, yeah,
2: exactly, free entertainment. Yeah, exactly,
0: I mean, what, what better way could I have for, you know, have a couple of hours free just to just to do nothing, basically. Um you know, where else am I going to go? I'm going to go hang out at the mall. You know, whatever. Um, but it's, yeah,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> this was much more fun. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, so um, so it's you know it's just one of those places. I just you know I still have the passion for going and still enjoy it. Um, you know, after being having been going there for forty-ish years now, it's it's just amazing to me how you know how it still has that that certain feeling to it. Every time I walk through the gates of any of the parks and really just going on property because the property itself is so well maintained.
2: Oh, absolutely it's just amazing when you can just cut over regardless of what entrance you're coming from and it's just everything i mean we could talk about we can go on about the resorts forever and and, and ever because it's everything the attention the detail the way that just everybody's so welcoming i mean you know welcome home welcome back Mm -hmm. we're glad to see you you know there's just nothing like disney I'm, i'm in the same boat as you have i'm been going there for a long time you know 26 27 years and that's one of those places that you don't get that kind of repeat business unless you really have that, that it factor in something special which is what disney has yeah because i can't recall we've been a lot of places both domestic and international and i can't recall any place that makes that calls me back and if it calls me back calls me back more than twice
0: yeah, no, you're right. Because
2: I've never been that kind of guy. I've never been. I've always had this love for Disney, and that's where, it's where I've always had that one stuff, where that one stick is, if you will. That I love to travel and I want to see different things, but I always wanted, even though Disney's not my home, I'm still three hours from there. That it always feels like you're coming home to yeah. me, and that's really. You know, talking to people and reading boards and talking to friends and talking to other people that are excited about Disney—that's the main consistent factor. That people are like you know, it feels like I'm, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is.
0: Yeah, it does feel like that to a large degree. It's you know, it's kind of like home. And you know, I got to tell you, as a former cast member, you know, it's the weirdest thing because it was a job at the end of the day, but it was it was kind of like home. And the number of people that I got to meet there. Both as cast members and as guests. And even today, many years later, it's been a long time since I was a cast member. If I run into somebody and I happen to mention that I was a cast member, they're like, oh, cool, what was it like? And there's like, you know, an hour conversation. And if it's somebody exactly. who. Exactly,
2: everybody wants to pick your brain about being a cast member.
0: Exactly. And then if, I, if it's somebody that was a cast member, you know, we do the secret Disney handshake and we're all good.
2: Okay. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's funny because you have that instant connection with people. Um, I was at a, uh, I was at a resort um, outside the country actually, and I ran into somebody and he was telling me he was on the college program back in the you know the, at the end of the millennium and he was a you know he was a cast member in Epcot and I was like hey cool and we started exchanging stories and it was like he was my best friend it was the coolest thing I mean it's a little fraternity of a sort and you know I, I and I and I appreciate that being a cast member but I can see it for guests too who really can interact and just enjoy the, enjoy, enjoy the fact that they've all been there and experienced it. And uh, everyone has that great love for it. It's really kind of cool. It builds a a neat community.
2: Um, It does, and it's really neat. I mean, there's, well, you know, you you can just type in it, you know, on uh, a season search engine, and you can connect with people from all over the world. You know, like we were talking about earlier, somebody down your block could have the same kind of feeling you do about it, and then somebody halfway around the world could. And there's not very many places like that that you can have that connection with people against them. Because, you know, when you have your fellow Disneyers, People are maybe drawn to it, and it's the same thing to a degree as being a cast member. I know it's a little different, and, you know, you guys can talk about certain things, but just like you on the flip side, see, you're somebody who, who loves Disney, too. Yeah. And it's like when you get on the phone with somebody, like, oh, was a little surprised come out, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I don't know him, but I, I never was worried about that because yeah. when both people have a passion for something like this, especially Disney, I don't know, you can just hit it off immediately and just kind of talk about anything at the time.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, that's exactly it now you know it's the funniest thing cuz sometimes and I, I mentioned this before when I when I'll find a guest who's interested in coming on the show it's just like hey don't worry about it we'll just come and we'll talk disney and then it just it just goes and it's fine exactly <laughs> and it's really no big deal because that it, it, there is that certain that certain charm to it and i think that's why the message boards themselves are so successful in the very general sense you know their message boards about disney and it seems like it seems so weird right when you stop and think about it for a second but it's so personal and people enjoy it and they can connect with other people who love disney even one specific thing at disney that they love they'll find somebody else who loves it and uh, that that's the amazing part to me you know you could you could love dvc or you could love a certain hotel or you could love a certain restaurant or a certain ride and you will find somebody who loves that same thing and you can talk to them about it for hours
2: oh and then yeah no doubt and then not, if you even this You can find a whole community. I mean, I can give you some websites where some people devote their... They're devoting websites to different things. Like, you know, you've got an unofficial Polynesian website, the Tiki Man. And the first time I ever stumbled across that, I was like, wow, there really are a group of people who have devoted the entire website to Polynesian. That's some dedication. That's some love. And then I'm like... We're all crazy. That's why we. That's why we do this kind of stuff. Crazy. We're
0: Good all, word for all, it. Yeah. I have
2: this love for Disney. We're all crazy
0: about it. <laughs> I love the word "crazy" in that sense because it it fits. You know, you have to be a little bit off um, to to enjoy it in that same sense. Um, you know, I, it's interesting the people that you meet that, that you run into at Disney. I, you know, I've run into a large number of people at Disney, and sometimes they're people who you're, you know, you're surprised about that they would be there, you know, the stuffed shirt types and they're still having fun. You know, they may still even have the necktie on and they're walking around the parks and you go, really? You know, in Florida, you're walking around (laughs) with a necktie, but you see them and they're, you know, they're having fun anyway. Um, And then you see that you see the casual guests who come through and, you know, it's a mix of everything and it's really kind of neat. And uh, I think that's, that's remarkable. And, you know, when I, when I was doing a little research at one point and I found out that every U.S. president has visited Disney at some point during their presidency, I was like, Really? <laughs> That's cool. You know? It,
2: yeah, it's, it's amazing. That's what I'm saying. It, it ties into everything from you know, like the, what we're talking about with the presidents to where you know every every Super Bowl somebody's going to Disney World. Right. I exactly. Mean, it's, it's amazing. It's
0: it's it's a remarkable thing when you stop and think about it. You know, just how how you know it is that and everybody goes there and everybody knows it. And you say Disney World, and everybody goes. Yeah, you can be in another country. You say Disney World, people know what it is. Um, that's 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 remarkable to me that it has that power, um, and that you know people people have that great passion for it. So, um, all right, let's let's try let's try a different angle here. Rob, uh, what's your uh, favorite restaurant on property? Have one?
2: Oh yeah, I have. I definitely have one, and you know it's it's not the the craziest of all of all things, but it's something that I've really enjoyed over the years, and that is the California Grill. And it's, 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 you know, it's on the expensive side and everything, and it's great, but I can pretty much go there for, for any time even an early dinner, late lunch. And it's not so much the aspect of getting the Magic Kingdom view, seeing the fireworks. I just love that hotel. Mm-hmm. So I just love being in the hotel and, and checking out the architecture of the hotel and saying, okay, well, let's go up there and just grab a quick bite to eat, and then you know, I'm I'm more of a nerd to go down to the arcade, no matter how old, how old I am, and go play <laughs> at the arcade. So it's like, I'll take that. But that is a good, it's a good restaurant, it's good food, good quality food. Right. But it's it's pretty neat because no matter what you do, it you've got a wide array of things to do there. And you know, we're going to be going over that way around Christmas of this year, and not not staying there. We're going to Chef Mickey and take my son and stuff. So. I always like to make a stop in there. and It's a lot of fun, and I really enjoy the contemporary and the California
0: girl. Yeah, it's funny that you say the contemporary because, the, you know, the contemporary is one of those hotels that I think the people who didn't, like, grow up in and around Disney don't really get the contemporary. They're like, yeah, whatever, right? But people that grew up in and around it and the fact that they built this hotel where they slid the rooms in and the monorail goes through it, there's something really cool about that. And, um, exactly. They, and, and I think people that grew up around it really get it, and it's like, oh, man, that is so awesome. It's so cool, and it's just a neat place to go. And if you were there before they opened Epcot, you really got to, got to experience it because there was only the Magic Kingdom. So you would go to the Contemporary once in a while, even during the day. You would just leave and head over there just because. Um, it's the uh, hotel that was closest to, to the Magic Kingdom. And it has that certain charm. And you're right, the, uh, the game room there, the game room that used to be on the first floor was absolutely cool. The new game room is pretty cool. But, uh, the one that was, yeah. old, the old one was really awesome. <laughs> that's my opinion.
2: Yeah, the old one was really great, but see, then, that's why I always take myself back to is that it's like, well, you know, there's a lot of other game rooms I can play with my kids and stuff, but it's like, well, that one's what I've always went to, so regardless of what has changed or what like, I'm going to go there anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm with you, because I, I do that, too. I mean, I still go there and still enjoy it, but it's just, it's not quite the same, it's just, you know, it's still a lot of fun, though. Um...
2: Let's yeah, see. the old one basically was what they could have used instead of taking up a building in downtown I mean, Disney for Disney
0: class. Pretty much, yeah, that's what it was. It had it had everything in there. I mean, you had you had a shooting arcade. You had um, at the time, you know, top of the line video games. You had a theater in there where they showed them. They showed a Disney movie. Um,
2: exactly.
0: They had a couple of animatronics things that were on display. They were showing off. It was it was cool. <laughs> It was, a, it was a remarkable so what, place. So, to
2: what's work. your what's your favorite place to eat over in, in the world?
0: Um, I still think my favorite place is uh, is the uh, Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. Um, it's just there's something kitschy about it that's kind of fun uh, that I, I really enjoy. I mean, it's not the movie, it's not the cars, it's not the food, it's the whole combination. It's the whole experience where they built a studio and you're in there and you're you're eating and you're watching a movie and you're having fun and it's it's set up exactly that way, like you're at an old outdoor uh, drive-in. And it's just, it still works for me. And I really just enjoy going in there and just kind of sitting back and just going, this is kind of fun. And uh, I try to get there regularly. I can't get there every time I go up to the parks be, you know, just can't do that every time. I try to mix it up a little bit, but uh, that, I think that's still my favorite.
2: Exactly, and I'm with you on that. And that, that's kind of one of those things and I do love eating there as well. It's one of those things that if you take one thing away from that, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well now it's no good anymore. I get exactly what you're saying, because that's I thought, brought my mind around at first. I'm like, you know, it's right. Not the food, not the atmosphere, it's not the movies, but it's all three. Right. And that's just a really great time. And it's also a nostalgic feeling. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, you're, you're coming back, you're coming back, you're coming back. And it's the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, this, this is great. It's the same, but it's the same, but it's always different. And that's what another thing I love about Disney is that something that you went to
0: six months or a year ago and you came back, it's the same, but it's different. Yeah, something might have changed about it a little bit, but it's the same place, um, you know. So I, I really enjoy that. I mean, there are a lot of lot of places on property that I like that I like to go into. Um, you know, there's there's some really really fun restaurants around the parks. You know, you could talk about those all all day. Um, I mean, because you know, and again, it's it's not just it's not necessarily about the food or the experience. It's the whole combination. It's the fact that they put so much thought into whatever it is they're doing. Again, the theming. You know, it's it's about the whole experience. Um, I'm being immersed in whatever it is they're they're throwing at me, um, and that's that's the cool part. Um, yeah, <laughs> just love it. So, um, so that's cool. Uh, so, how, how often do you get there? About
2: every. Um, we try. We try to do it three, four times a year. Okay. I mean, I'm not talking about six, seven days. I'm talking, you know, weekends, three, four. Yeah. We just try to space it out to where we'll do something in between and if we don't have something going on in between that year like another vacation then we'll go four times in three or four days and spend you know two or three weeks up there just in three or four day spurts sure
0: sure yeah we try to we try to do something similar something similar maybe a little less but you know in that in that ballpark um kind of you know just thinking about it i'm like you know it's a couple of days here a couple of days there you know it's it's weekend trips it's it's the amazing thing about living close is that you can go and just do that um I've been known to drive up from South Florida and do a day trip. It's grueling, but, you know, it's there's nothing like it. You know, you just you do that and you go, wow, this is cool, man. I got there when rope dropped because I left at 5 o'clock in the morning and I'm getting home at 10 <laughs> o'clock at night, but commando, baby! But there's exactly, reasons.
2: Exactly, that's the whole thing.
0: You know, there's reasons for doing it, and that's you know, that's part of, I think to me that's part of the allure of everything is that you can take it in different ways. So I could go and I could spend a seven-day vacation there. I don't know that I'd want to personally because... I live close and I get to experience it different ways Um, but you know other people probably do enjoy taking the longer vacations and enjoying it that way that's I guess that's why you know some of the some of the things work so well and why they get week long vacations Uh, but it's you know it's interesting because we we take it a little differently and there's the allure of trying it in different ways and ways that work for us and we go up different lengths of time, different days. You know, you try going on a, on a different weekday. Hey, you know what? I'm going to skip out of work. I'm going to go on a Tuesday. This is so awesome. You know, and you do something really strange and it, it, there's a certain thrill in that uh, that you can pull that off.
2: No, there absolutely is. And it just, it just depends on even, you know, the season you go. But the nice thing about it is, is it's not too big of a deal to squeeze in some of these special occasions. That's kind of the one little beef I have of Disney that they kind of try to need to make some adjustments with to get more people to enjoy some of this stuff because it's it's hard as, as for these people that are, you know, out of towners. Is uh, some of these special parties, you know, it makes you not so scary Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, the Mickey's Christmas party. I mean, would it kill you to throw a Saturday in there, even if you're going to charge 10 or 15 bucks more? Yeah. Because, <laughs> let me know at the end of the day, that's probably what it's about, but.
0: Yeah, you're right, because that, that that's what makes it kind of kind of tough, right? You know, as as a guest, you you have to try to find the times that work and make it in there. I know they're trying to extend more of the dates. Like they added another weekend for Star Wars weekend, and they they've they've added a couple more days to the Halloween party and the Christmas party over the years. It's extended out a little bit more. I noticed this year the Halloween party ended, and I think the Christmas party started the following. It was like on a Saturday, or I think. When the Halloween party had its oh, last yeah,
2: day? Oh, they, yeah, they, they, they flipped that place faster than you can even say, what happened? Yeah. It was all hands on deck there that week.
0: It was like Monday or Tuesday they were doing the, the holiday party, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what I said. I was like, I, I was caught that again on the internet, and I was like, wow, well, they had to have some people doing some stuff there, because exactly like you said, it was Halloween one minute, and you blink, and it was Christmas. Yeah,
0: it was... It's crazy. So I see they extend the dates out a lot, and I notice that, you know they're doing, they're trying to do more. So Epcot has more of the more days of the Food and Wine Festival, and more days of the Flower and Garden Festival, and you know they're doing more like that. So you can see it extending a little bit, and they're doing more things. And you know now now Animal Kingdom will come to its own when they figure out what they're going to do with Avatar exactly. I'm sure Animal Kingdom will have more days like that too. Something that they that makes it work. Oh, absolutely. I mean,
2: the thing with with Avatar is that. They're gonna, you know, they were looking for a reason to keep the park open later, and they're they're on their way to finding one. I think. I think so. And on uh, on top of that, with one of the most creative people in James Cameron, you can't ask for the most, you know, pretty much the most one with creative minds. That is with the company, you couldn't ask for a better company to pair with. No, that's true. So I'm, I'm really, I'm very excited for whatever is to come with that.
0: Yeah, I, I really want to see what they what they come up with and what they do because one of the things I'm thinking in the back of my mind is they're going to revisit some of the things that they had on the drawing board before James Cameron entered the picture because they, they've had a lot of things sitting on the drawing board that'll show up there in a Avatar sort of themed way or something that's kind of close to it anyway where they can kind of draw on this experience they've already got and these ideas that have been on the drawing board for a while they've just never gone forward with. So I... I'm curious to see what of those make it make it and what James Cameron adds to it and what they're able to do. Um, you know I'm willing I'm willing to give it a go. I'm not a, I will be honest I didn't like the Avatar movie, but uh, you know I'm willing to I'm willing to give it a chance. Maybe let's see where it goes out and what, what happens to it.
2: Oh, absolutely. I wasn't a fan either of the whole plot per se or really a lot of it, but I just I thought some of the special effects and, and the overall scenery with the movie was just amazing and the CGI. And that's why, like I said, I'm really looking forward to see what they bring to the table for that just because it's like, I, I can't even imagine that when you go to a company like Disney, you're basically, you've got a 9 out of 10 chance of picking it right out of the movie and putting it right in a spot and it being spot on exactly what it needs to be for, from what the movie was.
0: Yeah, if anybody can do it, it's Disney, that's for sure. That's, you know, you would, you would think you were there. I have no doubt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no doubt about that very cool well Nick I appreciate you taking some time and chatting with me about Disney it's always fun to just shoot the breeze and you know have a little fun talking with a fellow Disney lover and um, I will definitely have to have you on another podcast in the future and we'll have to have to do more of this
2: oh anytime anytime it was my pleasure thank you so much for having me it's been it's been a blast and you know love to do it again Dave
0: but uh, for this podcast, remember, that's it for today. If we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. Now, please exit the moving podcast. The walkway is moving at the same speed as your podcast. Kindly take small children by the hand and watch your head instead. If you have questions, thoughts, or would just like to ask Dave a question, please send an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. You can always find Dave's Disney View on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. The show notes for this podcast can be found on disneyworldpodcast.net. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound A Music. You'll find a link to the latest Disney-related autism awareness event on the show notes page. We also encourage you to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There are a couple of Disney-related apps, including a Hidden Mickeys app and a pin trading app.